Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the fuzz, where we envision the ideas we'll all be buzzing about in the future. The fuzz. Fuzz, 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 fuzz. In the future. What will dogs look like? In the future. Will podcasts still exist? In the future. Will computers take over? In the future. What will music sound like? In the future. Will people still wear shoes? In the future. What will advertising be like? In the future. Will we have computer chips in our brains? In the future. Will everyone in the world speak the same language? In the future. Will we all live free to float about the universe? In the future. The fuzz starts now. While the things we talk about on this podcast might seem impossible or even slightly insane, so did training wheels, cup holders, and carbon fiber frames at one point. Carbon fiber. It's the one true alloy. (laughs) (laughs) One true alloy. (laughs) On today's episode, we're talking about the most popular form of transportation. Let me tell you, it's bicycles, everyone. Bicycles. We know what they look like today, but what will they look like tomorrow? Hmm. That's the question. So, Shad, you know, we have been really looking at all kinds of different forms of the future, really. Different products, different tech, pants. We talked about pants. We love pants. So we thought a natural extension. What does the future look like for bicycles? Bicycles are huge and they've been around for over 500 years. You know, I was having this conversation with my wife recently and I said, you know, I was just doing a little history lesson on bicycles. And she said, oh, for the fuzz. And I said, yeah. And she said, aren't you talking about the future of bicycles? And I said, yeah, but... How can you talk about the future without knowing the past? She was like, wow, that was, that was really good. I was like, I'm going to use that on the podcast. So the first verifiable claim for a practically used bicycle goes to a man named Baron Karl von Dreis, who was a civil servant to the Grand Duke of Baden in Germany. And here's what's really interesting about this. He called it the Laufmaschine, which in German means the running machine, all the way back in 1817. So now we're talking about 2022. We know what bicycles look like today. We have electric, we have e-bikes that have made their way into kind of the mainstream. E-bikes, which give you, you know, assisted electric power, but they also go pretty fast on their own if you don't pedal. There's still very few of them on the roads, 
right? What does that look like in the future beyond the e-bike? What do you think, Shad? What is the future of bicycles? Well, this was a tricky one. Immediately, you know, I went to, you think of the e-bike, right? What's going on right now with bicycles, which is a big development. You know, the e-bike is a huge development. You see people riding them around all the time. They can get a lot farther. Uh, A lot more people riding bikes who necessarily might not be because of the e-bike, because they don't have to exert as much energy, or if they get tired, you know, they can use that other power to get them farther or go to other places they, they might not be able to get to just riding a traditional bike. So it's hard not to get into the e-bike box. Uh, what I tried to think about with my ideas was thinking into the future. I tried to think outside of the e-bike box. <laughs> you were thinking outside of the box. I love that even though it's an e-box bike the, or the e-bike, e-bike box. box. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Someone shoved me into that box and I had to find a way out, mm. which I think I did. Okay. So I have a couple of different ideas. So I tried to look in a different direction. You know, I tried to think of some different ideas for what we could do with the bicycle moving forward. Let me tell you about idea number one. I call this one the Elliot. Oh, I like the, the name Elliot. already. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Named after the main character in the 1982 film E.T., which prominently featured some magical bike riding, if you'll remember. Yeah. That bike going, that silhouette of the bike going in front of the moon. Yeah. Yeah. So what does the Elliot do? Well, on the Elliot, you've got two high-powered magnetic propulsion thrusters that enable this standard-looking bike to take flight. Can it fly past the moon? Not quite. But it can get you up to 10 feet off the ground. And it's not just hovering either. It's not just floating there. Pedaling enables you to move the bike forward, you know, and turning the handlebars enables you to direct where the bike is going. So you're actually, you know, you're flying around town a little bit. You've also got slow engagement and de-engagement of the magnet for a gentle takeoff or landing to reduce that likelihood of injury and, you know, a safety harness to keep you locked in. We still recommend you wear a helmet, not recommend you have to wear a helmet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, safety, bicycle safety is number one. Yeah. And now that you're, you know, off the ground a little bit, you know, you want that helmet there that we're going to make it so you don't, you don't necessarily fall off the bike. And maybe my, you know, second idea I have could help with that too, potentially, if there's a, there's a merger of some sorts. But that's my first idea. What are your thoughts on the Elliot? Would you buy one? Would you ride one? Would you put your kids on one? The name I like, Elliot, it has a very warm, inviting feel. So how does a magnetic propulsion system break? How do you slow down? How do you uh, slow down and like stop in the, in the air? In the air. Because, you know, like when you're on the ground, your tires... Obviously, the braking mechanism stops you, but I mean, you don't have to answer that. Obviously, it's not like (laughs) I'm just wondering, like, is is there a way to do that? I can't describe to you in detail how that works. (laughs) Yeah. So how you how you stop and go won't be the same thing as the uh, magnetic that is pushing you off the ground. Okay. yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It seems like that's the next iteration of the bicycle, right? What does the bike look like after you electrically power it? What takes it to the next level? Literally the next level in this case. Yeah. 
going up. Obviously, there's some hazards of, you know, in the air, managing that. You know, I was thinking, hey, it'd be nice to be able to go around traffic or some other things, how you would manage that and deal with the potential problems that could create. Well, maybe that's somebody else's problem. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like automated cars. Somebody's got to figure out how to make those interact with traffic systems, right? I'm just trying to get them and get people to buy them for Christmas. Then we'll figure yeah. out all the problems that occur along the way. No, I like just that. Just getting in the Sears catalog. The Elliot. <laughs> yeah, you could have a whole marketing campaign where you kind of tie it around the E.T. movie. Yeah, a little warm nostalgia feel for the parents, people of our age who remember the movie. Buy your first Elliot and get a uh, basket with a, a lifelike E.T. in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take me home. Elliot. (laughs) Elliot. (laughs) Does that connect at all to your idea or what you have going or did you go in a completely different direction? Coincidentally, I did pick an idea that kind of mirrors a movie from the 80s called Tron. Oh, okay. Okay. Remember some bikes in that? So imagine this, Shad. You're walking out the door in the morning for your daily commute. Grab your house keys, your coffee, and your trusty bar sickle. Stick sickle? Stickle? I don't know. I'm thinking bar sickle. Okay. What's that you say? The bar sickle? That's right. The bar sickle is the future of the bicycle, Shad. It's a short bar that you carry with you. It's about the size of a handlebar on a bicycle now, maybe even a little smaller. It's convenient. It's easy to carry. And when fully extended, it forms and customizes to the fit of your body in a bicycle shape. How does it work? Let's not worry about the details, Shad. But to set your anxiety aside, bar sickle transforms from the handlebar size shape because of a metallic alloy, kind of like carbon fiber. Love a good alloy. Yeah. It's a compound that hasn't been discovered yet, clearly, because it allows the barcicle condensed down to the size of the handlebar and then back to a somewhat familiar bicycle shape. But this isn't any ordinary bicycle, Shad. It does mimic some of the 21st century bicycles, but it includes upgrades, self-powered, solar-powered, automatic braking, automatic engagement system, which means, you know, it's kind of like a Tesla vehicle of today but it's a bicycle. It kind of drives itself. You can have your hands on there. You can steer it and then you could take your hands off and it still guides. There's no worry about like, you know, you had to train yourself when you rode a bicycle to make sure the bicycle stood up straight. You know, when you took your hands off, remember when you were a kid and you're like, yeah, I'm riding no hands. This bicycle balances on its own so that, you know, there's less room for error for human error in this case. I don't have a really great name. The Barsicle, is, it's not a really great marketing name. It's not as good as the Elliot, I'll tell you that. Once you say the idea, you know, it fits. It starts out as a bar and it extends into a bike. And there's, I think, a lot of great ideas in there. A lot of features, you know, much needed that are uh, very useful for like the urban commuter and stuff like that. This is replacing essentially a car in a lot of ways for a lot of people. It's convenient. You can just take it into work set it down. It doesn't take up a lot of space, but at the same time, it's giving you all these capabilities that you're not getting from a bicycle now. It's so much more than what you're getting today. Mimicking cars in a lot of ways, but in a a bicycle package. 
So and pretty cool. It hits on a lot of idea, you know, a lot of things I was thinking about. I was like, is there something with a foldable bicycle or something with like a bicycle that would shrink down? I never quite got there, but yeah, that's, I think, something better that you put together here. Well, you know, ultimately for people to use things, it just has to be super convenient. Like you said, you're going into work. This thing just condenses down. Like that's why I compare it to the bicycles of Tron. He's got this bar and it turns into this cycle, this light cycle or whatever they called them in Tron. And then it's gone. And that's the future of commuting and traveling sustainable. So you've got zero emissions, all of that stuff in a bicycle type of format. Yeah. No, it's a great one. I like the the full package there. It's definitely something people would buy into and be like, all right, I'm stepping into the future of bicycles here. This is not your grandma's bicycle. <laughs> um, I had another idea, but honestly, it's null and void now because your idea encapsulates really what I had with my second idea, which really? I called, yeah, the no fall cycle. Yeah. And basically was tackling the idea of, you know, one of the, the challenges of bicycles was falling down on a bicycle, you know, learning to ride a bicycle, crashing your bicycle. Mm. I think these are all kind of solvable problems. And as you kind of hit on the idea behind this was a kind of self balancing bike, yeah. whether it was kind of magnet powered or however it did that something that where the bike just wouldn't fall over or it could detect if you were going to, you were in a crashing situation and you needed to fall over, then it would let that happen, but it would just incorporate that as a key feature and like other smart safety features like you talked about, basically what you're seeing with today's cars, you know, detecting collisions, keeping you on course, preventing accidents by swerving you if it had to, you know, without ever letting you kind of fall off. So you yeah. could basically travel at safer speeds or higher speeds safely. But I don't even think I need to include this now because you had all those elements were included in the barcicle. I was trying to include everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, so. but you know, the, the interesting thing about this is like, I think we're both on the same page that bicycles could be really the transportation method of the future. People are remotely working more often now so it's very possible that most of the time you can accomplish most of your traveling tasks with a cycle of some sort. I can think of, I can't like pinpoint what they are, but I can think of a lot of like futuristic movies where they show people kind of get into these the little pods that aren't quite full cars, you know, they're yeah. into like things and they just kind of sit there and they'll like slowly move them yeah. down the road and stuff like that. And maybe that's what these things sort of evolve into where we don't need full cars, but everybody's got these kind of autonomous driving cycles where you can do a little bit of work if you want to, but the vehicle is smart enough that it knows how to get you where you're going. Yeah. And I mean, isn't that kind of human nature? If I want to do a little bit of the work, I'll do the little bit of the work, but if not, and you know, could you do it for me? Cause right now I'm not feeling up to it. Yeah. I'll, I'll do like six pedals on my then, six mile drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you could be like the guy I saw the other day on an e-bike and I'm telling you this e-bike might as well have been uh, a jet propulsion uh, motorcycle because it was going so fast. I was like, that guy's going to die and he's not wearing a helmet because it's an e-bike because he's going like 60 on a regular road. Did he seem like he was working hard? He looked like he was not working at all. Like he was enjoying life. Like it was, was just flying like by. 
He was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, honestly, that's why I said with the Elliot, like, I love that you mentioned the helmet because in any of these scenarios, even with automated vehicles, you have a dangerous aspect to that when something else is controlling the, the vehicle for you. I mean, maybe one day we'll get to the point where there's no potential for that to error out or there'll be problems, but Listen, even if you're doing everything right, it doesn't mean like a bird's not going to smash into your head and you're going to go right. flying off your bike, right? Oh man, it's so true. So true. I mean, even a bee, a bee could hit you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been in my car and a bee flew in the window and it almost led to major trauma. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think those are great ideas. The Elliot, still my favorite out of the two, obviously. I like the barsicle. I feel like, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to sign me up. Where can I get one? What I love about the barsicle is really just like a couple letters off from bicycle, right? But it's, that's a bar. Well, and you're like, am I getting a bar stool? Am I going (laughs) to get some drinks with this? (laughs) You could because it could drive itself. You know, it could ride itself. I should say it's not really driving. Yeah. I said, I said drive too. And I'm like, that's the wrong word. Yeah. So you could, you know, go to the bar, get on your bar sickle and ride home. And at work and at the bar, they will have to have like a rack on the wall where everybody uh, can hang their bar sickles or like lock yeah. them up somehow. Yeah. Or where you're in the city, it's just, it's like the uh, scooter rentals or the bicycle rentals today where you just grab one and you go and then you hang it back up wherever you live and somebody comes out and they pick it up, right? And like, mm-hmm. it's like a share society, you know? It charges you maybe based on the distance you traveled or something, I don't know. Yeah, I like it, I'm in. Sweet, well, we brought those things back from the future for you guys, I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> really enjoyed the Elliot and the Barsicle today. Think about those when you're riding your bike, your regular old bike around. That's all for this episode of The Fuzz. Tune in next time for more of tomorrow's buzz today.